fucking drunk. I'm fucking drunk. No, I'm not. I'm fucking lying to you. I'm not drunk because I'm not allowed to drink fucking booze anymore because I'm on blood thinners. I suppose I could drink if I wanted to, but then I'd cut myself and I'd fucking die a horrible death. <laughs> hey, everybody! It is me, your boy, Stu McAllister! With me, as always, are the dogs. I got a wee dog over there. I got Sadie Dog. She's gonna jump up on the couch. Get up here, Sadie. Come on! Let's go. Yeah, you did it. Good for you, old lady. You're pretty good for an old lady. You're pretty good. You're not the best, but you're pretty good, and I love you. <laughs> Sadie Dog, I call she's poop a uh, poop mouth, but I also call her the plopper because Sadie Dog is a dog who you know, like how a lot of dogs will like. They'll, they'll get to a spot, and then they'll circle around, and they might paw it, whatever, the blanket or wherever they're going to sit. They want to make everything right. Sadie Dog's like, I don't have time for that shit. And she just, like, falls over. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit where she lands. She just falls over, and this is where I'm at. And uh, last night... She'll sleep in the bed with me, both her and Wean Dog. Wean Dog sleeps under the covers, and then Sadie Dog will sleep by my head. But last night, when she plopped down, she plopped down on my head. Now she's sitting, lying down on my head, and she makes zero effort <laughs> to readjust uh, so she's not sitting on my head. Uh, but maybe she was trying to suffocate me. Maybe that's it. Maybe that was the plan. Maybe she's like, I already killed one of my owners. I can fucking kill you, you bitch. But then I had to remind her that there would have been nobody here to feed her food in the morning. So uh, I adjusted myself and we were all better. But hey, everybody. It is a Thursday, the day of Thor, March 10th, 2020. Dose, how's your day? How you doing? You doing good? Things are okay? Yeah, they are. Well, hopefully they are. Hopefully things are good. It's still early in the day for me as I'm recording this. Uh, maybe your day's just getting going. Maybe you listen to this fucking uh, on Friday. Maybe you listen to it on Saturday. I don't know. I hope your day is good. I hope you have a good day. Make it a good one. Do what you need to do. I hate shit like this, though. I, I say it, I say it, and I mean it. But when I'm like, yeah, hey, make your day a good one. Well, how the fuck do I make my day a good one? People say stuff all the time. These people who are... Uh, life coaches or fucking motivators or whatever the hell you want to fucking call them, public speakers. They just say shit. They don't fucking tell you anything. It's all just words, 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 words. And I guess uh, it's because everybody's path is different and what works for you may not work for me. So maybe that's why they don't want to get specific. I don't I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. 
I just know I want your day to be a good one. How about that? Uh, the, <laughs> uh, things are looking okay, I think, on the job front for me. Uh, this was like the first day in a long time where uh, the job I have applied for, they have a company that's looking into my background. <laughs> God bless America. And the last several days, the last like three or four days, they keep coming back and go, hey, we don't have information on this. Can you get us the information? The last one was, which I found to be very silly, was, ah, what is the full name of your self-employed company? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a comedian. I was a comedian. If you're new to the program, uh, I used to be a comedian. Uh, I used to be a social worker. Now I'm fucking just floating through life. <laughs> Trying to, to find something good. Uh, so they're like, what, what was the full name of your company when you were self-employed? And I'm like, I, Stu McAllister, comedian? What are you talking about? It wasn't like I owned a business. I was self-employed as a business owner. I was self-employed as an entertainer. It's kind of like, hey, I'm an actor. I'm self-employed as an actor. What's the name of your business? Uh, fucking Star Maker 69? <laughs> I don't know. What? Just dumb. But today was the first day that they didn't ask me for anything, so hopefully that's a positive. And hopefully they tell me I got the job because then I can start the job. Because I got to tell you, the job that I currently have I, uh, yeah, yup, 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 yup. It's one of those jobs where I can just see myself walking away. <laughs> well, it's been fun. I hope you guys have a good one yourselves. I'm out. Fuck, fuck you. And there we go. And there we go. But. We'll see. We'll see. Every I gotta keep everything kind of secret because the job I'm working for is kind of weird. A lot of people carry guns. The other job I'm applying for, there's like some secret, secret shit there too. I just can't talk to you about dipping dots like I used to. <laughs> and that's why I did like dipping dots. Fuck if I would go back to dipping dots in a second if they fucking wanted to treat that job like a, an adult job, and they just they don't. They don't. They they don't. So uh, they get what they get, and they they they're gonna get nothing. <laughs> at least from me, nothing. Yesterday at work was kind of weird because uh, when I was out of work the week I was out dealing with my car and back injuries and all that shit, a lot of new hirees. This this is a place that's constantly hiring people because people are constantly quitting. <laughs> And uh, it's just kind of funny because I come back and there are all these new people. I don't know them, whatever. And uh, they're complaining about one dude. There's the uh, there's the common thread amongst everybody that they do not like this character. They don't like this guy. And I'm like, well, why don't you like this guy? And, and they go over this litany of shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Yep, if that's if that's how you're describing him, I wouldn't like this guy either. But he's not a dude I 
I ever have to work with or see really in, in our job. Our jobs interconnect very, very briefly. And even when they briefly connect, it's like I'm dealing with him like five to 10 minutes and that's about it. So I don't, you know, hey, how's it going? All right, how was your day? Oh yeah, okay, see you tomorrow. That's it, that's pretty much the extent of it. But apparently he's acting like a douchebag and everybody's fucking uh, destroying him. And it's just kind of weird uh, to hear. It's un uh, it's unfortunate for me to hear because I'm like going, ah, oh, fuck, are they destroying me when I'm not around? <laughs> yes, the answer is yes, they're fucking destroying me. <laughs> I'm all right with it though. But it really, it's one of those things of like, well, okay, Here's the thing then, as uh, if I was someone who works with this guy, I guess you would need to tell him like what he has to do to fucking turn his shit around, right? Turn your shit around, dude. Fuck. Stop being a cunt. Stop being an asshole. Do this. Don't do that. These are the these are the expectations of the job. Do it. Right. So there's that. And then if he continues to be a fucking shit face, and apparently he's done some things that uh, you would think would be fireable. Again, I can't, I can't get into it. But you would think it would be fireable. Uh, the, the company, they need to go, hey man, we're, we're, you're not a right fit. I know you've only been here two days, but you've already done some shit that's made us go, oh fuck, you can't. You can't do this. You should be smarter than this. We've told you this, and then you you continue to do this, and uh, so there you go. I I will remind people. I work at a place where pretty much everybody, I would say like ninety percent of the people, are packing pistols. They're packing the pistolas. They got heat. So I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> weird so uh, the company needs to be held accountable as well too you, you if you fucking continue to hire fuck faces who do shit your company is going to be shit now i get that you fucking sometimes you need to have people there but sometimes making a negative is going to be a positive right you cut out the cancer you get rid of the shit so if you can't fix the shit, it's time to fucking cut the shit out. So fuck. Maybe I'm the shit. Oh, fuck. I just realized that. You ever have the realization when you're talking, you're talking about yourself, you're talking, uh, you're talking through problems, and you're like, oh, fuck. Maybe I'm the shit. <laughs> Not the shit, the shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, well. The problem for me with the job, second shift, it's monotony. It's, uh, it's physic. I hate to say it. God, I guess I'm, I'm getting to the age where physical jobs like this are too much for me. I just, uh, when I get home, I'm like all achy and pains and I'm like, all right, I'll go to bed and I'll wake up and I'll be refreshed and I'll get up and I'll wake up and I'm not refreshed. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, damn, eight hours of sleep won't cure my ills? Nope. 
How about 10 hours of sleep? Nope. Can I do 12 hours of sleep? Probably not. You gotta go to work, you dick. <laughs> so, shit. So I'm just waiting, everybody. I'm just waiting. Waiting, 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 waiting. I, I just want an answer. Tell me already. On this background check, tell me. Did I pass the mustard? Where did that even come? Where did that expression come from? Pass the mustard? Is it mustard or is it muster? Shit. Pass the ma. It's past the muster. Or is it past the mustard? It's got both. Huh. Now it says past mustard. To pass mustard means that someone would like to add some extra flavor to their meal and perhaps you're being asked to send it their way. Well, no, that's not right. That isn't what I'm asking for. Pass the muster. All right, muster. Uh, this means be accepted as adequate or satisfactory. So yeah, it's pass muster. Is it pass muster or pass muster? To pass muster, it's pass muster. Huh. To cut the mustard? What the fuck is that? No one's ever cut mustard. You don't cut mustard. Whatever. Just fucking hire me. Or tell me I didn't get hired, and then I'll go work for that porta potty company. God damn. That porta potty company, I interviewed with them, and then not even 24 hours later, they offer me the job. Clearly, they didn't do a background check. <laughs> That's why I want to work for them. They don't give a fuck. You're willing to work with shit? <laughs> You're hired. I did a story on the Patreon a couple days ago about how a guy got fucking... Not only did he die in a porta potty he died because a fucking bulldozer bulldozed the porta potty What an awful way to go. You're just getting crushed with it by shit as well. I drive a high-low at work. How about that, everybody? I'm becoming a regular blue-collar man. And uh, I'm getting better at it. I'm not super good. The uh, the chick that I work with, she's good at it. She's uh, It's like second nature. She's, vi she's more of a dude than I am. <laughs> at least in the sense that she likes guns. And uh, she's knowledgeable with cars. All of that, like, uh, what's described, normally would be described as, like, a manly trait. Manly things. She's good at, and I don't give two fucks about. She's actually, she's going to be able to carry a pistola at work today. She passed her fucking test at work, and now she can carry one. I'm like, God damn, everybody's going to fucking carry heat. I'm like one of the few people that, that don't, and I don't care, and I don't want it. Fuck. All right, enough. Enough. Enough, Stu. Enough. <laughs> so yesterday was Wednesday, and you know what that means, everybody. It means there's a new episode of another episode podcast that came out yesterday. 
you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. And I had been saying, you know, I, every podcast I would tell you guys to go listen to it. Right? Another episode podcast. But yesterday was a special episode. It was, let me see how many episodes it was. Uh, it was episode, hold on, bringing it up. Episode 187. Fuck! Uh, and the reason I bring it up, if you have never seen it before, or seen it, heard it, I would encourage all of you to go listen to it. Episode 187. Uh, because it's the last episode. Ah, fuck. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, everybody. It makes me, uh, it's, it's disheartening to me that it was their last podcast. Uh, it's a bummer they didn't make it to 200. I get if they wanted to pull the plug, I get why they did it. But, you know, it was a podcast, Mad Harbor Mania Lane. They talked about movies that shaped their childhood. So, you know, that's 20-odd years or whatever of movies that they could pull from. That's a shit ton of movies. It's movies they liked, movies they didn't care for. They'd always have a guest on. I always enjoyed the podcast. I wouldn't necessarily enjoy, like, the movie, but they could turn the conversation into a positive thing. They had games. They did, uh, like, trivia and shit. It was fun. It wasn't like a super in-depth thing into like, what was the motivation of the director? Where did uh, the character come from? You know, they're not getting into that. It's all surface fun shit. But they decided to pull the plug on it. And I, you know, I know Matt well enough. I've talked with Matt. I, I text him fairly regularly. And, you know, he, he had expressed to me frustration with the podcast. And uh, he wasn't quite getting what he wanted out of it. And, uh, you know, I'll always say, you do shit as long as you're enjoying shit. And when you stop enjoying shit, then you just end that shit. And so I guess they just ended that shit. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm a little... uh. <laughs> I almost don't want to. It's like, if I don't listen to it, that means the podcast continues. <laughs> Maybe I will start my own movie podcast. Instead of another episode podcast, I'll call it Other Episode Podcast. <laughs> and then I will fucking have a co-host... That will just be me doing another voice. <laughs> uh, it won't be Mandy. It'll be Andy. <laughs> Andy with an I. So it will be a girl. And uh, I'll have guests on. And it'll be poorly recorded. Because that's how I do it. And uh, we'll talk about movies that shape my childhood. So these will be movies that are way older than the movies that uh, Matt and Mandy were doing. So, uh, I'm bummed by it all, everybody. I'm bummed by it. I had been a guest on their podcast several times. I think I was a guest host twice when Mandy was out illing. And uh, it's a bummer. I enjoyed it, but it's over, baby. All good things must come to an end. And one day, one day, everybody, I'm going to pull the plug on this motherfucker. 
Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yup. Yeah. Yup. Why? Yeah, fuck. I don't know why. You tired of shit. Why are you listening to this? All right. Enough. Oh, the okay. Ah, boy. All right. Here's weird nonsense in the world. Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies, everybody. A movie, a Marvel movie that everybody seemed to love. When I saw it initially, I was kind of indifferent to it. Upon a rewatch, I enjoyed it more with the rewatch. But I think it had such high expectations with people that when I finally got around to seeing it for the first time, it, it, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, it's the greatest of all time. Like I had high expectations then. It's almost better to go into a movie with like low or no expectations and then you can walk out and go, fuck, all right. I'm talking about the movie Black Panther, right? You guys have probably seen it. Great fucking movie. Apparently, Black Panther 2 is coming out. I don't know how they're going to do it with the guy who played uh, Black Panther having passed away. How they're going to redo it. I think they said something about maybe his sister is going to take over the Black Panther character. I don't know. But anyway, the guy who was the director of the movie, Ryan Coogler, who I, I don't really, I don't know him at all. I don't know who the fuck Ryan Coogler is. Uh, but I imagine Ryan Coogler's doing okay. You know, he probably doesn't have to work a job where everybody's packing heat and doesn't have to work until like midnight. <laughs> He's probably doing better with his life. He's a young man. He's only 35. Good for him. He went into a bank. Bank of America. I don't I don't bank there. I bank at Chase, motherfucker. I'm a Chase motherfucker. But he goes into the Bank of America and uh, he wrote a note. He wrote a withdrawal slip. And he written a note on the back that read, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. And so, I guess the bank teller, for whatever reason, felt uh, that maybe this guy was fucking trying to rob the bank. Now, $12,000 seems like a very specific amount of money for like a bank robber to go, I want $12,000. Why wouldn't they just go, give me everything you got, bitch? Now, Apparently, he passed her a withdrawal slip. And that's, you know, he's going, I would like $12,000 for my checking account. So, he would, he would have had to have written down his checking account number. Now, I've never gone into a place and gone, hey, I would like, uh, I would have to go, I would like $12 from my checking account. <laughs> Can I have $12, please? without ever having giving them my checking account number or my ATM card or my driver's license or something, right? But this lady thought he was trying to rob the bank, so they called the police, and apparently when they got there, they handcuffed the guy. And they uh, detained the two people who were outside waiting for him. Now, I don't know how they know that... Um, 
they knew these two people were waiting for him. Uh, he, just so everybody knows, Mr. Kugler is African-American. This is not a good fucking look, everybody. This guy's coming into a Bank of America wanting money from his own damn account. The people who work at the bank are like, oh, snippity snap. This guy's trying to rob the joint. Here's the thing, too. The teller, the woman that he was talking to, apparently also African-American. Very strange. She flagged the transaction for her supervisor, and I guess the supervisor was, oh, my God, a black man wants $12,000? Better call the cops. Better call the cops. Now, Kugler, he's got his hat on. He's got sunglasses on. He's got a mask on. But you know what? This is fucking down in Atlanta, I think, right? Is that where it was? Atlanta? Yeah, it was in Atlanta. Uh, it's probably sunny out, so you're going to wear your sunglasses. It's probably a little chilly out. still fucking, uh, you know, winter time. You know, it's cold for Atlanta. He's got his hat on. He's wearing a mask because, you know what? Fucking COVID's still fucking going on. A lot of places still want you to fucking wear a mask. So people are like, oh, my God. More body cam footage outside the bank shows Kugler calm but clearly upset, telling the officers that he'd been uncomfortable saying the large amount of his withdrawal out loud with the teller, having her counter right there. Yeah, and I'll say the same thing. When I got my money from my insurance company when I crashed my car and I had the check and uh, I took it to the bank for them to cash it, I took it to my own bank for them to cash it, it was not $12,000, but it was still a large amount of money that I am not necessarily comfortable carrying. 50 bucks. <laughs> and I felt weird when she's counting it out there. She's counting it out loud. I'm like, yeah, fuck, everybody around here is going to know I got this kind of money on me. So I get where he's coming from. Hmm. At the bank, the teller never said it was a fucking problem, he's heard saying in the body cam footage, which has been passed around on Twitter. I put my own card in, put my own pen in. She asked to see my ID. I gave it to her. She goes in the back. Next thing, I hear fucking Glocks. I hear Glocks being pulled out. That's what I hear. So, yeah, this is on fucking Bank of America, clearly. This is on the teller. This is on the supervisor. How hard is it for them to fucking look at the dude's ID, look at the guy's PIN number, he gave the account uh, number, the check number, he fucking got, has that kind of money in his fucking account, give him his fucking money. What's the problem here, everybody? You know it. Do I need to say it? No, I don't. I'm not going to. Yeah, I will. It's because he's black. It's because he's black. Bank of America. Unless you're black. A Bank of America spokesperson told Margaret Watch over email that we deeply regret that this incident occurred. It never should have happened, and we apologize, Mr. Kugler. Did you guys know that Atlanta was the capital of the Confederacy? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Imagine that. 
Kugler released a statement to TMZ and Variety that read, The situation should never happen. However, Bank of America worked with me and addressed it to my satisfaction, and we have moved on. Huh, what does that mean? I wonder what it means. How do they work with you? I don't want to walk into my bank and want to withdraw my amount of money to have someone pull a pistola on me and then I'm like handcuffed in the back of a car. I don't know what they would need to do to fucking uh, work with me to make it satisfactory to my, um, to, to my liking. They would need to give me suckers for the rest of my life. I get five suckers a day for the rest of my life. I just drive through any drive-through that I want. I go, hey, I'm Stu motherfucking McAllister. I'm the sucker man. Now give me my suckers, bitch. <laughs> and then they got to give me my suckers. And I don't have to show ID. I don't have to show any motherfucking ID to get my stickers. Hmm. Weird. It's not a good look, everybody. It's not a good look. Are we saying that uh, black men cannot have money in this country? <laughs> I don't know anything about Mr. Kugler other than he directed that movie. But when you direct a fucking multi-million dollar movie like that, I'm assuming you probably got 12 gur in your bank account, and that's fine. And when you present identification for it, identification... I think you should be allowed to get your own fucking money without the cops being called crazy. Hey, I don't have that kind of money in my bank account. If you would like to help me get money in my bank account, I got stuff for sale on Mercari. You guys know about Mercari, right? It's this uh, app, this website, where uh, people sell shit. It's kind of like eBay. It's kind of like... Uh, Facebook Marketplace, but it's its own little thing. People post shit for sale. They're like, they want this price. It's the price is the price. Well, you can counter offer and then they can accept or they can decline or they can counter offer. So uh, if you want to get rid of shit, check out Macari. I have a lot of shit. It's mostly sports shit. I sold Two things overnight. That's my favorite thing. I love going to bed and waking up in the morning and I sold shit. What the fuck did I sell? I sold a uh, Clay Matthews jersey for kids. I sold that. And then I sold a uh, Chicago Bulls hat. Flat brand hat. So I sold two things. I got to mail them out today. So if you guys uh, are into sports like I am, Go check out Macari. It's M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Macari. And uh, if you want to see my store specifically, I got a link on my bio and my Instagram and my Twitter account. And there you go. It's as simple as that. It's not all sports shit. I got some books. I got some other weird random pop culture shit. I got some concert tees. I got some Pink Floyd tees. I got a Toby Keith tee. Whatever. Go check it out. If you like it, great. If you don't want to look at it, great. Help me make it so I can have uh, $12,000 in my bank account. And then I, instead of going, I would like to withdraw $12,000 from my bank account, I would have to go, I would like to close my bank account. <laughs>
I would like $12,000. By uh, liking $12,000, uh, that means I will need an extra $11,000. So go check it out if you could. That would be great. Uh, all right. What else? I th I mentioned the other day I was, I'm really into sports, football specifically. And I got really bummed because a lot of big sports shit happened in the last couple of days. Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos. Aaron Rodgers signed a longer term uh, contract with the Packers. And I had zero people to talk to because nobody at work gives a fuck about sports. It's guns and cars. If you're not into guns and cars, you're some kind of fucking loser. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm a loser even if I did like fucking guns and cars. What are you talking about? So I'm just bummed about it. More shit happened with the Bills. Uh, John Feliciano got cut. Two Bills got cut, and a third is looking to get traded. Cole Beasley's looking to get traded. AJ Klein got cut. John Feliciano got cut. And not necessarily surprise any of them. But someone brought this up, and uh, it had not dawned on me. But they're like, hey, anyone else notice that these three guys all had something else in common? And it was all three of those dudes refused to get vaccinated. All three of those guys had been placed on the COVID-19 list last year. All three of those guys were unable to play. Uh, several games because of COVID and I was like oh fuck I did not even notice that now all of those guys just they needed to be gone and none of you care fuck I know none of you guys are Bill's Mafia but fuck it's just weird they all needed to be gone Cole Beasley is a good player he's the best of the three but he's getting older and sometimes you just gotta acknowledge the fact hey man you're not what you once were we can't afford you to pay you this kind of money for the production that you're putting out. That'd be like someone coming to me and going, hey man, uh, we cannot continue to afford to pay you the amount of money that you're making doing this podcast. Uh, we're going to have to release you from your podcast. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't pay me at all. <laughs> I get paid shit. I don't have sponsors. I have some people who, who listen to my uh, Patreon. And that's about it. If you guys like this shit, go check out the Patreon. Why? It's the same shit, just more of the shit. So if you like shit, you'll love that shit, because it's more of the shit. Patreon, it's a paywall, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I think people get confused. Think of it this way. It's like OnlyFans, but a lot less nudity and a lot more talking. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And uh, search out Elemental Podcast. Five bucks a month. That's it. That's it. Five bucks. That's it. All right. There we go. Okay. $12,000. Okay. All right. Uh, I've been doing this a lot lately. I love the whole Dear Abby, Ask Amy, Ask Annie, all these kind of things. People write into these people looking for advice. Have any of you guys ever done that? Have you ever written to Dear Abby, Dear Annie, any of these things, and asked for advice? from complete fucking strangers. I used to do an advice column for a comedy website. It was Absurd Comedy, but it was like ABSRD. There was no 
U. I get a A B S S. Yes, S R D. So there's no U. Absurdcomedy.com, I think is what it was. And the guy who runs the website, his name's Jeff Dwaskin, who's a bit of a comedian himself, podcaster. And he's like, hey man, can you write an advice column for me? I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, sure. And I did it, you know, I think it was like once a month. I did it for like two years. Did I get paid? No. Did did Dwaskin probably get some money from it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if he had sponsors or fuck. But it was always difficult for me to get questions from people because I wanted questions and then I, you know, I would write silly, absurd responses to them. And uh, it was good enough that Jeff liked it, I guess. Or it was good enough that Jeff was like, well, we need content of some kind. Let's throw it up there. So uh, I like when I read these things from, you know, Dear Abby asking me all that shit. Because it always makes me go, who the fuck's sending in these things? But uh, what I like to do is I like to read a question... And then I'll give my response, and then I'll give the response of the actual person they're asking information from, and then compare and contrast. Okay, you guys ready? You guys ready? Here we go. This one's to ask Amy. Amy Dickinson, syndicated columnist. Here we go. Dear Amy, I'm a 25-year-old guy. Already lots of problems going on there. 25-year-old dudes don't know shit about shit. Once having been a 25-year-old guy, I will tell you, they don't know fuck about fuck. When I was 25, I was just getting going, uh, getting my master's degree in social work. So that should tell you right there, I didn't know shit about shit. (laughs) I'm a 25-year-old guy. I have a 16-month-old daughter. Oh, my God, already. You're dumb as shit. I'm a stay-home dad full-time. One phrase keeps coming up that I absolutely hate. People often say to me, hey, you're a Mr. Mom. Sometimes they follow this by saying, but there's nothing wrong with that. My reason for writing is to get some clarification on what a Mr. Mom is. Is it a put down because I stay at home with our daughter? Or is it just another way to say stay at home parent? Okay, first off, uh, dude, you're dumb as fuck. You're a 25-year-old dude with a 16-month-old daughter. Fucking keep it in your pants, you fuck. Uh, Mr. Mom was a movie, you fucking shithead. It's Michael Keaton. It's a classic. It's a movie that I don't know if they uh, talked about it on another episode podcast. I think they did. They, They did 186 movies. I'm not really sure if they covered it. It's possible. But it's an old movie with Michael Keaton where he was kind of a stay-at-home dad. And he was kind of inept at it. But I'm not going to lie. That, uh, that is a movie that I never, I've never seen Mr. Mom. I should have. It's a movie that should have been in my wheelhouse. And somehow it slipped through the cracks. But that's what it is. Is it a fucking insult? No! You fucking dummy! It's just basically saying you're dude, hence the mister, and you're staying at home which often is right or wrong attributed to women. So that's why they're using the word mom. You fucking idiot. Mr. Mom. Is it a bad thing that you stay at home? Fuck no. Take care of your kids. It's good. Right? 
child care can often be very expensive. People often are go, why am I working when it's costing almost just as much to pay somebody else to watch my kid? It doesn't make sense. So if, if your spouse, if your wife or the mother of your child can work and make more money than you do and afford for you to stay at home, fuck yeah, stay at home, shit, man. It is not an insult, you fucking idiot. How about when people say, hey, you're Mr. Mom. Instead of you going, eh, in my brain, eh, what are they fucking saying? Why don't you go, hey, what do you mean by that? What do you mean, Mr. Mom? Just ask, you fucking fuck. Dear Dad, with my response, I'm revealing my self-proclaimed superpower as a movie database in a human form. <laughs> Mr. Mom is the title of a movie released in 1983 featuring the great character actors Michael Keaton and Terry Garr as a couple with three children who are forced to switch traditional gender roles when he loses his job in the auto industry. She goes back to work and he stays at home. When the film was released, the idea of a father stayed at home with his children was so novel it was deemed both heartwarming and hilarious. That's another thing, too. I hate it when they always make dads seem like fucking inept people. Now, am I inept? Yeah, but I'm not a dad. And I don't think all fucking dads who stay at home are goddamn inept. How do I change a fucking diaper? How do I fucking warm up milk? In honor of your question, I rewatched this charming movie and I'm happy to report that it holds up well. Approximately one in five American children have one stay-at-home parent, and stay-at-home dads make up roughly 17% of that number. Figures measuring at-home dads are mutable. Mutable? What a weird word. Based on various parameters. For instance, the U.S. Census seems to only count dads who are married to their female partners. Surely the pandemic will shift this at-home parenting balance possibly radically. Is Mr. Mom a put-down? I don't think so. It's just one of those signifiers that people use when they encounter something they feel the need to name. Also, speaking from personal experience as a longtime single mom, when someone condescendingly tells you that there's nothing wrong with your perfectly healthy and functioning domestic situation, you can make eye contact and respond, Hey, thanks. I was worried about what you might think. Wink, wink. Never forget that you have a vital, important, full-time job. You're raising a person. The National At-Home Dad Network, uh, athomedad.org, offers blogs, a podcast, and many ways to connect with brotherhood or fatherhood. Uh, there you go. What? So she and I agreed. She didn't call him a dumb fuck like I did. Uh, I think uh, people need to be called dumb more often than not. Dumb in the sense of like, hey, it would take you like two seconds to fucking look up this shit. Do it. So there we go. Do I got any stay-at-home dads? Is there any dads out there who fucking stay at home, take care of your kids? Good for fucking you. Right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. God damn, fuck. Take advantage of it, man. Have that kind of connection with your children. It's a positive thing. It's fucking positive. All right, I'm going to end on this because it kind of fits in well. It's about a dude, a man. He's not a stay-at-home dad. He's an educator. And he's working with kids. Second graders, right? This happened in Mississippi. This guy was an assistant principal, right? Down there in Mississippi. 
and he was doing a Zoom class for kids at the school, Gary Road Elementary in Byram, Mississippi. Now, who knew that they had schools in Mississippi? I thought they just let their, let their kids run wild, <laughs> right? Apparently, they got schools. And uh, so, uh, apparently, it was uh, initially it was going to be the principal of the school, and they were going to read to the kids. But I don't know what happened. The principal was fucking out getting a DUI, uh, making meth. I don't know what principals in Mississippi do, but the principal was unavailable. And so the guy texted his, the principal and he goes, hey, uh, lady, what do you want me to do here? And the principal was like, read a book. So he was like, all right. And uh, I don't know if this guy was at home or if he was at the elementary school, but he's doing a Zoom reading, right? And they're like, all right. So he just grabbed the book and he read a book. And he got in trouble for reading the book to the second graders. Oh, shit. What was he fucking reading to these kids? Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> was he reading Tom Sawyer? And they're like, oh, fuck, you can't read Tom Sawyer. We banned that book. They say the N-word. Even though we say the N-word all the time because it's Mississippi, you can't fucking say that. Nope, wasn't that. He instead read a book, one of his favorites, apparently. The book is called, I Need a New Butt. <laughs> he says it's hilarious. It's fun. It's silly. And I've read it before at my previous school and there's never been an issue with it. He's reading this book called, I Need a New Butt to second graders. Now, if you were to look at the cover of this book, you would go clearly this book is meant for uh, second graders. Uh, maybe seniors in high school in Mississippi, but everywhere else, second graders, right? So, but he read the book. I'm sure all the kids laughed and had a good time. I'm like, oh my God, this book's amazing. But shortly after the class ended, Price said he was summoned to the principal's office and was told the parents might complain about his choice of book. He was placed on administrative leave. What? I read I Need a New Butt and you're going to fucking have me on leave? The mom educator said that his knowledge no parents had complained, but that Hines County School District felt it was inappropriate due to its use of words like butt and fart. Now again, everybody... Second graders. Second graders are going to say words like butt and fart. Trust me. It's fine. They're funny words. Kids love butts and farts. It's the best. The school district superintendent wrote in Price's termination letter that he showed a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment for picking the book. Again, I, I don't know, man. I, I need a new butt. That sounds like the perfect fucking book. A description for I Need a New Butt, a children's book written by Don McMillan, says a child tries to find a new butt after he discovered that his had a huge crack in it. <laughs> uh, Price said he plans to appeal his firing at a hearing scheduled for March 21st. I am looking for some help to pay bills while I look for another job, he wrote in a GoFundMe account in which he said he has two kids with autism. 
If I had to do it all over again, I'd still share the silly, funny books with the kids because they need them. The world's a serious, harsh, dark place, and everybody needs a little bit of silly and a little bit of laughs every now and then. They just need that reminder that it's not bad all the time. Now, uh, to me, it seems like the principal should be held accountable for being a dumb shit, right? First off, you were making meth on company time and you should have been there to fucking do this Zoom class. So if you feel like the assistant principal fucking didn't hold up your end of the stick, maybe you should have fucking been there, right? Maybe you should have pre-planned it. You should have told the assistant principal, hey, I'm out making meth. I'm going to need you to read a book. What I need you to read in the book is fucking uh, the KKK manual. Can you do it? Fine, I will read the KK manual to the second graders. Whatever you do, do not read the book. I need a new book. It is offensive. And uh, we don't need the kids to say fart. So there we go. Just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Dumbity dum dum dumb. But it's Mississippi, so of course it's dumb. All right, everybody, that's it. I'm dumb. I am dumb, and I am done. Thank you guys for listening. I've already mentioned a bunch of things. Uh, I mentioned my Macari. I mentioned the Patreon. I mentioned another episode podcast. This might be the last time I ever mentioned that podcast. Huh. Go like the Facebook page. Go like the Twitter page. Uh, Go check out Sunday Slaw, the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. That's uh, Stephanie and Adam House, a married couple that eats coleslaw. They love it. So they do, uh, they take to Facebook Live, they shoot videos of themselves eating coleslaw, and uh, there you go. Adam also is a realtor, he sells homes, uh, so he helps people buy homes or sell homes. He can give you some advice if you need any. So go check out the Sunday Slaw and get all kinds of good information. Then uh, check out Magic JBM. That's John Midgley. He does a page for his magic stuff on Facebook. So you see videos of his magic. You can see uh, videos of his art, pictures of his art. So go check him out, Magic JBM, on Facebook. And then uh, I'm not done with Matt Harper, though. Matt Harper, he might be done with the podcast, but he's not done with his art. Go check out his art at Matt Harper Art on Instagram. And TikTok, he's a ticker talker. And uh, you can buy some of the art that he draws or you can commission him to uh, make some art for you. So do that, Matt, with two T's, Matt Harper Art, Instagram, and TikTok. So that's it, everybody. I am done. I got to go get ready for work. I got to mail out my Macari shit and uh, feed these two bad dogs. They've been good dogs lately. I love my two dogs. Uh, So you guys have a good Thursday. I'll be back tomorrow for a Patreon. Otherwise, I will see you on Monday for the freebie. Uh, Get a hold of me on Facebook or uh, Twitter and let me know if there's anything that you want to talk about, if you got any suggestions, critiques, ideas, whatever. That's it. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. We'll talk to you. See you. Bye.